Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RIPodcast.net. This is episode 302, recorded live on Sunday, April 7th, 2013. All right, should we move on to the random topic? Sure. Rolled ahead of time. What is your favorite children's book? Do you know, Dave? I'm thinking. I know one of them. What? The Flying Hockey Stick. Okay, that might actually explain a few things about you. Uh, I never heard of The Flying Hockey Stick. That was not one of my books. Um, Good Night Moon, Hungry Hungry Caterpillar, and pretty much anything written by Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah, the Dr. Seuss books are classics. Yep. What, what is Kate's comment? Some of them are batshit crazy. Yes, Kate has just um, yes. joined us. Well, that's because it's Dr. Seuss, and he was batshit crazy kind of guy. Oh, he's done other books. I haven't read his other books. The Flying Hockey Stick? Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to think about that at some point. Okay. But, okay, so the kids' books. I don't know. I, was, I honestly can say I was a very advanced reader for my age. I mean, you know, kids' books, what, what age of kids' books are we looking at? I don't like, know. Cause I, you are being read to kids' books? I started reading Hunt for the Red October when I was in fifth grade. I tried tackling 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea sometime around that same point. I remember I was so excited to finish 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea because then I got ice cream. <laughs> uh, Kate just, just posted something to me, which is, uh, plus he doesn't really remember anything before elementary school. No, no, I don't. Um, I mean, I, I had, don't even remember things from last week. How the hell am I supposed to remember yeah, things from elementary school? I had Lord of the Rings read to me as a bedtime story. You had what? Lord of the Rings. Hmm. When I was in elementary school, that was my bedtime story. If I remember correctly, Hans had uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle maintenance read to him. <laughs> Again, to that, that explains a few things. That. Yeah. I think my favorite books from childhood, though, were um, The Way Things Work. Mm-hmm. And there was one that was... Uh, this is big. It was like a coffee table book, but it would take like planes and ships and everything, and do like the the slicing of them. Trains, planes, and something, and automobiles. No, that's a movie. Oh, okay. good movie, but still a movie. <laughs> it's a big book. I'll have to actually when I stop by my parents' house figure out what it is. But it's it's almost like a an exploded diagram view of the items with yes. descriptions about how they're all put together and such. So engineering books. Yes. Andy liked engineering books. Okay. But th- this is like the flying hockey stick is the one. That's the one that sticks children's with you. Book that still sticks with me. Beyond that, I don't think of I remember any others. Okay. So what about you? Just. I mean, I, I said Doctor Seuss, um, Good Night Moon, The Hungry Hungry Caterpillar, any of the Goldbug books. Those those are what I grew up with, and those were fantastic. What would you read to your future children? Would you read those, or would you see if there's anything new out there? I'd probably check and see if there's things that are new. But for the most part, I mean, those are good books. They're great little kids' books. Um, oh, what, what was the one? What's Bothering Someone? What, oh, what is Bothering Carl? Yeah. yeah. I still have that on this computer. What's Bothering Carl? I think if I can find that when I have kids, I'll have that for them. 
not going to limit myself to book, as in stories. So that's what I got. I wonder if they're still doing anything. I don't know. It was a brilliant idea. Who's bothering Carl? Come on. Nothing posted since 2009. Uh-oh. All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up for us, Andy. Mm-hmm. So it's been a pleasure, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you next time. That's a wrap. This is episode 303, recorded live on Sunday, April 14th, 2013. So, random topic. Random topic. At what age did you become an old cynical man slash woman? I was born. <laughs> I don't think any, either one of us has become an old cynical woman. No, no. Maybe it was there in case there's a guest. Sure, that's probably my thought process. Probably. When if you bec- okay. I think the internet has made us cynical. Cause that's what, that's the, that is the internet. Internet is cynicism. I, I was born cynical. Oh, come on. You didn't have the doughy eyes of youth? You know what? No, I actually got it. I know, I know when it was. It was middle school. It was going to middle school. It was like the first day of middle school when my best friend refused to admit that I existed. What? Nate Mueller had been my best friend since kindergarten wouldn't talk to me in middle school wouldn't give me the time of day well that's that was it that that killed it for me that's a bit harsh yep i don't know when i became cynical kate says she became a old cynical woman at three you became cynical when you met me now she says i might have been four Thank you for the clarification, as I shout through a wall and a door. I, I don't know when I was cynical. Am I still cynical? Yes. By the oh, way, yes. Frederick Meyer Garden has 48 portals. Oh, what the frick? And they're all right next to each other. Eight. Like I said, eight, maybe ten. Forty-eight. Eight. And most of them are empty. Oh. Like you could walk up right there uh, right now and gain 42,000 AP. Just from filling in the portals. (laughs) I was doing some calculations. Right now in Kalamazoo, if somebody joined and they were green, Mm -hmm. they could reach level four within two weeks. If they took everything down? No, not even taking everything down. Just getting that 100 AP from hacking. It's a lot of hacking. That's all you'd have to do. You just build up an armory and all of a sudden, hey, you're level four. Boom, bring the hammers. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, If I went to Kalamazoo right now and I was enlightened right now it's 109,000 that's just Kalamazoo not including like Portage if I include Portage I'm at 177,000 and that's not for making links that's just tearing things down and building you need two sides to play this game and currently in this area there are not two sides I don't know why you have no one out there I think we just honestly scared the guys away, because there um, were a couple of them. Ann Arbor's pretty busy lately. Not Kalamazoo. Not Kalamazoo. Go make them all like level 7 farms. You'll draw out the greens. They'll take them down. We need to be level 7 first. How do you suggest we do that? 10 AP at a time? <laughs> Go find something to take down. Like I said, I'm not driving a half hour. Anyway... I'm just being very <laughs> cynical of this game right now, it seems. Yes, you are. Benton Harbor has a lot of green portals. Half hour drive, at least. Actually, about 40 minutes. You're gonna have to go somewhere, Andy. 
Go to Sorry. South Bend. Take a day. <laughs> Just take a day in South Bend. Yeah, not feeling it. So I don't know when I became an old cynical man. Maybe it's when I started wearing my old man hat. Your old man hat? Your taxi cab hat? My taxi cab hat. Isn't that your old man hat? I think it's called an English driving cap. Okay. I have one too. I don't know what they're called. English driving cap, yep. A f- okay. Or a flat cap. Or a flat cap. Yes, I, I flat probably should cap. take mine to England. Because you look like you're trying too hard. Or I'll get stopped and be people asking me about, like, my cab. No? There's somehow Racist. some sort of flat cap with academic regalia. What? Pass. Anyway, <laughs> that would be the random topic. And, and the more. review. And that means that we're done. Yes. Okay. It's been a pleasure, Andy. It's been an interesting episode. Yes, yes it has. All right. Bye, everyone. That's a wrap. This is episode 304, recorded live on Sunday, April 21st, 2013. So, ending the show with the random topic, how appropriately uh, the random topic I rolled ahead of time was, what do you think will be the replacement for the internal combustion engine? I don't know. I do not know a lot about mechanics. I don't really see it going away. You don't think the electric car is going to be the death of the internal combustion engine? Not for some time yet, because... I mean, you have to charge the electric car anyways, so you're still, you know, getting energy from somewhere. It's just a big plant instead of, you know, the internal combustion itself. So we're just, you're switching from using gasoline to power an internal combustion engine to using coal to power a power plant to charge your electric car. Pretty much. I'm reviewing it as currently today we have combustion engines in Cars, equipment like fat, like uh, tractors, trailers, cats. Um, I don't foresee any of those things really going away. The engine itself is is a very efficient design for what it is. I mean, it's not the most efficient thing out there, but it's we haven't come up with anything more efficient. So you think people are probably better off trying to streamline the combustion engine we do have than trying to come up with something new? I don't know of anything else that you could come up with that would do the, what we needed to do. Like, Just so you know, Brian, the uh, efficiency of an internal combustion engine is only like 20%. I know, and... After taking thermodynamics, that's pretty good for what we can do. True. But yeah, there's, there's you have electrical engines, and I, I can't think of anything else, because anything else is basically just an internal combustion engine in a different form. Maybe you could use maybe jet engines? Uh, I don't think that would be great on the highway. And even if we were to not, like if all cars were to go away from the combustion engine, there's still so many other things out there that use that technology that I don't think we could get away from it in general. Yeah, emergency backup? Think of all the, the tons of people that were using diesel fuel for emergency power to power basically our infrastructure after Hurricane Sandy. Right, those are all combustion engines. It's just kind of funny that the four-stroke internal combustion engine really hasn't changed since the very first automobile back in the 1800s, and yet we're still using it today. Because I don't know if we can come up with anything better. I, I can't think of anything better. Until some aliens land here and give us something better, we're pretty much stuck. Do you think we could use nuclear power? I think that's just asking for trouble. I mean, we use nuclear power as it is tonight, but I don't 
see it working to replace the combustion engine. It's better off being used in large scale in contained areas than, you know, small scales in cars. Yeah, think of an auto accident if you have to, you know, clear the area for a nuclear fallout. Well, the quantity we're talking is significantly smaller if you're going to do it in a car. But I, it's still going to be a mess. Yeah, think of the people who accidentally break those compact fluorescent light bulbs and have to get uh, people to clean up the mercury. It's still, it's a small scale, it's a small amount, but it's still, you know, you have to call in a cleanup crew because you broke a light bulb. Right. So yeah, I guess there is no replacement for the internal combustion engine. It's kind of a downer. Uh, maybe in another, you know, hundred years or so, someone will come up with something, but I don't think it's something that's that we're in a position to be able to come up with any ideas. No, I think it's going to take uh, someone who has a lot of engineering experience and is a very outside-of-the-box thinker before we're going to get anywhere close to coming off of combustion engines. Okay. Well, I think that pretty much sums that up. I can't think of anything else to say. Okay, okay. Well, Brian and Brendan, thank you for um, replacing Dave. Not a problem. Sorry we weren't snarkier. <laughs> it's early. We're tired. Hey, Dave would probably still be sleeping right now. What time is it out there anyways? Uh, 5 p.m. Oh, okay. So he's about five hours ahead of us? Right. Yes, because we're UTC minus five, and he is in London, the home of UTC. Gotcha. Okay. So that's an easy math to do. All right, guys. Well, I guess that's the episode. So uh, thanks for joining me, and uh, that's a wrap. Yep. Take it easy. This is episode 305, recorded live on Sunday, April 28, 2013. Random topic. Random topic. No one liked Ant-Man. He's the Aquaman of the Avengers. <laughs> All right. Random topic. Compare slash contrast the stages in Failure to Launch, which is a movie, Sarah Jessica Parker, Matthew McConaughey, to wooing techniques needed to get a wife in the game Harvest Moon. Speaking of Harvest Moon. Also, yeah, I wonder why it was on our mind. <laughs> also, are these techniques that you feel have a basis in reality? So just to briefly recap the quote unquote techniques that I recall from Harvest Moon. Yes. It was basically Okay, talk to them. Talk to them. Yes. Dance with them and buy them gifts. Um, okay, so you talk. You can talk to them. You can give them gifts. When their affection level gets high enough, they each have a quote unquote personal event, which is almost like you have to help them get through some sort of tragedy in their lives. Some of them are, you know, not so bad. Hey, the weather vane on top of my house blew away. Can you help me find it? <laughs> to help, I'm trapped in a cave. So yeah, that personal tragedy is there. Uh, dancing, give them so gifts. So being a friend, tragedy. You you could you could say and. Yeah, then you have the the holidays. Which is basically, which girl do you want to dance with? Yes. Okay. That's about it. I've never seen Failure to Launch, so I don't know what stages it's referring to. Well, the, mov- the movie's idea is Matthew McConaughey is still living with his parents, one who is Kathy Bates. Granted, I would never want to live with Kathy Bates because she scares me. Okay. Um, but so he goes live and so they hired Sarah Jessica Parker to basically become his girlfriend to try and get him out of the house so they do things like you know sharing a hobby that he enjoys Uh, he helps her through a tragedy of her quote unquote dog dying that sort of thing okay she uh, gets the friend's approval is one of the stages god it's been a while since I've seen the movie I don't see that many I I see some similarities like helping them through a trouble you know you have to talk there's not that many similarities Similarities. I'm trying to see if the Wikipedia page has. Like, it doesn't. Oh damn! <laughs> that's that's where I, I've been looking for it. I'm like, oh, uh, 
Yeah, no, it, it doesn't really go into much oh, detail. Oh, here we go, here we go. She allows her subject to fall in love with her, pretending to like what he likes, allowing him to help her through a crisis, obtaining the approval of his friends, giving him the opportunity to teach her something, and then that's when um, he's supposed to move out. So you don't really teach anybody any... Like I said, there's four things in Harvest Moon. <laughs> Most of the time, it's just talking. Yeah. They ask you a now, question. Now, bringing that back to how close is that to actual courtship? I mean, I wouldn't pester every day when I just first meet her. I, and, and, you you know, Harvest Moon, there's a computer involved. You just have to follow the right pattern. There's no adaptation. There's no... Uh, you know, today she's not feeling as well. Maybe probably shouldn't bring up the fact that her dad's an alcoholic, which is, I mean, that, that happens in the game, right? One of them, her, their dad is an alcoholic, but, um, Ellen, I think so. Her yeah, dad's in the her bar uncle, every night. Yeah. Her dad's in the bar. Her uncle's the livestock guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, the basics are there. Talk with them, get to know them, purchase them things, show affection, provide for them because you have to have the right size house. True. Like I just saw it as all around being a nice guy. Very true. That is Would the, I that model is myself after the, the hero of Harvest Moon? No. No. But it's true because you, you don't have to involve yourself in their crisis. You yeah. can just, you know, go back to picking your potatoes. Yeah, you, you don't actually have to do anything with them. It's not a requirement in the game. There's actually no benefit in the game to having a wife. Right. If you want to get the best ending, then in you fact, have to. Well, but if you don't know about the endings, if you don't have the guide, it's just there. Yeah. There's nothing that's in the game that forces you into it. There's nothing in the game that says, hey, if you do this, you get a better ending. And there's no benefit in the game from it. No. So, yeah. Sometimes it actually makes the game a little bit harder. <laughs> oh, it definitely makes it harder. I mean, that's time you're spending doing that as opposed to other things. Like work in the farm. It takes, yeah, it takes actual commitment. It takes actual commitment in a commitment relationship? What? Right. Am I, yeah, I going to base my relationship on either of those? No. 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 Absolutely not. No. It's kind of funny, though, is the fact that um, because time stands still indoors in Harvest Moon, you can game the system by just, you know, like having the girl ask you a question, you respond, that raises her affection score. You go into another room in the house and come back. She'll ask you the same question over again. You respond the same thing. You leave and you come back. You can get a girl from not liking you at all to, like, max level of affection. Like, she was able, she wanted to marry you two times over at this point right. in one night. That's so not not a not a grounding for reality. No. But again, like the the way to do it, there certainly are parallels. Yes. But it's just like asking for do you think the Sims is a good relationship or a good lifestyle? Both of us like Loch Ness Monster. We make a good pair. We should marry we should move in together. Yeah, no. No, not so much. It's one of those things where you just keep the two of them talking together and sooner or later they'll actually start to like each other. Yep. <laughs> Put them in a room. Remove the door. Then sooner or later. <laughs> they will Stop. marry. Sadness. All right. Well, Andy, it's been fun. It is mid-afternoon here. I have to get to work. It's still morning here. Yay. Yes. But I've also been up for six hours? No, you way more than that. I was like, if we were that. here, we time is even up right now. Probably not. No. Okay, so what time? Be, here? It would be 10.20. I've been up for 10 hours. Actually, I've been up for like 11 hours. Yeah, how was the jet lag? I didn't have any. Really? Yeah, I, I managed. So my plane left uh, Madison at 4 in the afternoon. Okay. It left Chicago at about 7. 
and then it because it, it left at seven and it arrives in Cambridge about six hours later, it meant that with the time change, it was the equivalent of 12 hours. So I left at seven at night, I got on the plane, I fell asleep, I woke up, and it was seven in the morning. That worked out perfectly for you. I got like five hours of sleep, which is what I typically do, and I just shifted my schedule six hours. Huh. So now I'm waking up at five in the morning. Wait till you come back home. That's what's going to fuck me up. I'm not looking forward to that. Right. So anyway. Anyway. All right. See you guys next week. That was a wrap. This is episode 306, recorded live on Cinco de Mayo, Sunday, May 5th, 2013. All right. Random topic. All right. I rolled ahead of time. What would it take to get you on a space shuttle traveling to Mars with no return plans? Everyone else to be going as well. Yeah. Like the entire human population? Like a mass exodus from Earth. I don't know if it would take quite that much for me. Um, At least friends and family would need to be going. Enough supplies to live. And Kate walks into the room. Sounds like the beginning of a joke. Well, she's waiting to hear what my response is to this question. I don't know. I think there would be... Because she wants to know what she has to do to send you off? I think there would need to be, like, very good advances in, like, science and technology. Otherwise, people would get very bored very quickly. I'm not sure about the boredom aspect. If you brought enough people over, you guys could all make video games, for example. Yeah, I wouldn't be worried about bored. I think for me it would have to be, like, the Earth is unusable. So, (laughs) be gone. So Bri's along the same lines as I am? Maybe not as dire as you are, but um, definitely if Mars was very habitable and everybody was going anyways. Basically, guys, the alternative was death. No, I mean, if, if Mars was really, really nice and Earth really, really sucked, I think I would think of moving to Mars. So you wouldn't want to be part of, like, the first or second group of settlers to go out there no probably not i can't imagine how difficult that would be i personally would not want to be you know within the first couple of groups but you know if everything was already established then maybe i i'm definitely not as hesitant as the two of you seem to be andy so brendan's an explorer you guys are in dire situations and then there's me and what would it take for you? Um, if Kate would come along with me. That's it. Aww. Well, that, that and also, I don't know how I would... Sur- I haven't really been in a situation where it's a survival situation, so I don't know how well I would handle that sort of thing. See, I prefer not to get myself into survival situations, if I can avoid. I don't know. Survival situations are quite a challenge. It's it's basically the ultimate challenge, but I'm not sure if I would like that sort of challenge. Yeah, even when I was in Boy Scouts, I did not actively seek out those kind of things like the hiking for overnight kind of thing. Right. You just sat by the fire. Or at least that's what I did. I did a little bit more than you, but you know, not too much more. Yeah. Brendan, did you go to film nope. or no? I actively just said, no, I do not want to go to film on even on some of the summer camp things where, um, like one year when we went to New York, the, in the Adirondacks, um, a lot of the older guys, and actually I was one of the older guys at that point, uh, a lot of them went on an overnight hiking trip out to one of the islands, and I decided not to go because, you know, that was not really my kind of thing. Actually, side note, since I made that decision, I got to see bears come into the campsite, which was interesting. 
Oh, the bears waking the up bears. to somebody singing Disco Inferno. It was brilliant. Wait, were you there that year? Yes, because we played Mech Warriors that night. Yeah, I was in the tent right next to where the bear was standing when everyone was trying to make noise to scare him off. Duh, bears. Yeah, the picnic table where everybody had left the trash was next to my tent. So, yeah, that was interesting. Anyways, so survival situations, not really my kind of thing, uh, but, you know, if everything is decently established, I would be okay. I guess I've just seen enough space horror movies to know to be a little cautious. I also want to leave Earth unless I have to. Yeah, it has quite a lot of abundant <laughs> necessary things for us to survive. I'm, I'm pretty happy here. So Dave would need another Earth. No, I just need that this Earth wouldn't be here. Side note, when Kate hears my comments completely out of context, throws her for a loop. Yeah, Julie keeps asking me, what's going on? What are you talking about? Yeah, but doesn't care she's reading the book. Is it the book club book? Probably not. We've already read the book club book. Yeah, I need to pick up the book club book for this month and read it. Same here. There are two copies at the library that I have to go grab. So it sounds like we're done talking about the random topic then. Yeah, probably. I think, I think so. we've all given our input. Sounds like I'm the most explorative, or Andy, and definitely not Dave or Bry. Dave and Bry are two Definitely types. not. Well, I guess that's the episode with four people. Yeah, we haven't had a four-person episode in a while. Long time. One of the packed ones, or uh, did you actually have two people from a video game company ever? Yeah, I'm yeah a we've couple had of those. a couple joint. Not for a while, though. Well, enjoy editing that down, Andy. Yep. Have a good time, Andy. And then have fun at Iron Man 3, everyone. Yep. All right, that's a wrap. This is episode 307, recorded live on Mother's Day. Sunday, May 12th, 2013. Okay, wrapping up the podcast, it's time for the random topic. I rolled ahead of time. What is the naughtiest thing you've done in a library? And naughtiest is actually in quotation marks. So I guess you have to figure out what's your definition of naughty. Is it something you shouldn't do in a library or something you shouldn't do in public? Let's go with both. Wait, what would you do in a library that you wouldn't do in public? No, no, I'm... I'm I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious about your logic on that one. I'm more saying, like, there are things... Like that I would do in a library, like I'm thinking library conference rooms that I may not do like in the middle of, you know, a very public area. See, I work. And I once again, I'm asking you what those things are. So uh, a little bit of context. I worked at the library at my college um, for three years. Uh, They had like conference rooms that you could very easily like just grab one and do whatever. So we would have like magic tournaments and things there with people getting loud sometimes. And there are some situations where, you know, I would not want to say things that I said there while in the middle of the school union. Are you saying racist things? No, more just general offensive things. You know, like nerds do. Because I, I guess when I think of the, the generic question of what Andy's trying to get at is you're saying you wouldn't you would play magic at the library, but you wouldn't play that in public. And I know you would play that in public. No, no, I, I would play it in public. There are just things that I would say while playing it. I would not say in public. He would just get more vicious in private. Yeah. 
his witty repartee would be more of the adult nature. Yeah, the other thing is when you say naughty, the things I think of for general naughtiness, I probably would not do at a library anyways due to the fact that since I work there, I know how easy it is to get caught or overheard. Are you saying that you have stories? Probably. I just can't remember any right offhand. I mean, there's always, you know, people on computers looking at things they shouldn't. Yeah, looking at porn is kind of naughty, but it's not really anything too bad that I can think of. My only question is, why would you do that in a library? I don't know. Some of my best stories, though, was uh, when I worked at the media desk at the library because it was right next to the IT help desk. Oh, IT help desks. The best one I can think of is there was a uh, virus that was going around in the school system. And uh, at one point, I overheard someone yelling at the help desk, why would you open that on the help desk PC? So I think, unfortunately, the answer to this question for me is very, very um, boring. Like, the naughtiest thing I've done is maybe stolen a book and then returned it. Like... I haven't done anything that bad in a library. That's a library. You're allowed to check out books and return them. Yeah, I don't think I actually checked it out. <laughs> oh, you didn't tell them ahead of time. Gotcha. I kind of just took it and probably put it back. Oh, uh, I think the naughtiest thing I've ever done at a library is printed out things on a printer and not paid for them. <laughs> I guess that could be considered naughty. Well, yeah, because they, they just like, charge you 10 cents per page. And one of those times it was like, I only printed, you know, four pages. Uh, I, I didn't have my 40 cents on me. Oops. I don't know if that's naughty or just poor. This was in high school, so probably on the poor side. But I think that's the naughtiest thing I've ever done in a library. I've yeah. yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I think the the person who asked this question was hoping for a little bit more scandalous. Sorry, we're not that scandalous, I guess. Yeah, oh well. Yeah, I think the closest we would get would be Cards Against Humanity, but that's only a one-off. And I have not played that at a library. Not yet, you haven't. I do have to say, though, in college, it was always fun uh, every once in a while to just go into a random classroom, because on Eastern's campus, the main liberal arts building is like eight stories of classrooms. Just go into a random empty classroom and start doing hangman on the board. Nice. The best thing I ever did in an empty classroom was have a Nerf war. Hmm. The philosophy department or uh, like the club or something. One of my buddies was in that and he invited me to a Nerf war that they were having for one of their philosophy club meetings. It was a lot of fun. It was very amusing because I Bri has seen my Nerf arsenal and I had most of it at that point. Um, and most of them just had the Mavericks. Yeah, um, we've all kind of amassed a Nerf arsenal that we probably shouldn't have, especially given the fact we accumulated it when we're after the age of 14. Most of mine I got when I was still in college. Have you modified any of them? No. Oh, come on. I haven't put in the effort to do it. Oh, boo. Some of them you don't even need to modify. And I have some that already take batteries as it is. Yeah, I've gotten woken up too many times by Nerf guns if I won't get out of bed. Really? I didn't know that was something that happened over there. That was pre-marriage. Oh, wow. And you still married him. Hmm. I deserved it. 
See, the best was when I was living with Rich. Um, our entryway, like you came in from outside and then you had to come up the stairs. So if someone wanted to shoot you with a Nerf gun, there was no hiding at all. Yeah, I still can't believe you haven't modded that fight. I mean, there's some, some of them are so easy to modify, too. Oh, speaking of Nerf guns in libraries, there was actually a Halloween that uh, I brought one of my Nerf guns to the library. It was one of the very loud machine gun ones. Oh, so like a Vulcan? Uh, kind of. Um, don't know which one the Vulcan is. This one was like a... Um, it was like some Toys R Us exclusive from years ago. It was like, it was like it could shoot 20 darts in like 10 seconds. And if you did that nowadays, if anybody heard it, they would probably evacuate the whole library. It was the nice thing you did on the library. No, we had them evacuated because um, I brought a Nerf gun. No, but I did scare a lot of people because I just pulled it, pulled the trigger really quickly. But I didn't actually have any darts in it, so it was just the noise. Side note: the Vulcan's the one that looks like a, a squad-operated weapon. The saw machine guns. Hmm. Don't they have, they have little, one of those. It has a little tripod that it sits on. It's belt-fed the whole nine yards. Oh, wait, no, that is the one I have. Um, yeah, I have one of those. It, it's that loud, but uh, faster. See, the Vulcan is more of a low ka-chunk kind of sound, whereas this one was really a machine gun kind of sound. I wonder if you could overclock the motor on the Vulcan. It looked like somebody did on Gizmodo, but it broke the device. Well, that's the problem, is you're dealing with plastic, so... The thing I like about the Vulcan is you can either use the batteries or not, and it'll work either way. Nice. Alright, so since we've stopped talking about libraries and Nerf guns, we should probably um, uh, finish this up. Okay. Well, thank you guys again for showing up. i got to figure out some way of hiding this episode longer from Dave, because the last time it didn't work that well. Again, just name it something with uh, the name short. <laughs> okay, I guess that's a wrap then. Yep. Yep, take it easy. This is episode 308, recorded live on Sunday, May 19th, 2013. So, random topic. Yes. When you use a thesaurus, do you prefer one that follows the original Roget plan or one ordered alphabetically? Okay, I think Roget, I believe, is Roger. Roger, is he French? I would assume so if we're talking about a thesaurus kind of compilation. Sounds a lot better than Roget. Created by Dr. Peter Mark. Oh, he is French, I think. Okay. No, he was born in London. Why does he have a silly last name? Because he's probably born from a Frenchman. Okay, what is a Roger thesaurus as opposed to a traditional thesaurus? I don't know. I don't even remember the last time I used a thesaurus, if ever. Grouping of words according to ideas. Do you know how long that took me to find, Andy? Uh, two minutes with Wikipedia? Ten seconds with Google. Oh. I don't know. If I'm trying to look up a... It's not, it's not a simile. Not a, a, a word... What, what do I look up with the thesaurus? What are they called? Words that mean the same thing? Yes. What is, what's the word that means that? Synonym? Synonym. There we go. It's like simile. No, that's... The opposite of an antonym? 
So if I'm looking up synonyms, I'd rather just look up the word I'm trying to make a synonym for. Like, can, what's what's the Microsoft shortcut? Shift F7. Okay. Which brings up a Roger thesaurus. Oh. You'll notice they're grouped by the possible definitions of the word. I don't know. I'd still rather just look it up and have it be there. Granted, I've never used the thesaurus. Right. So. But, but when I say, like, the word tie. Yes. Right? T-I-E. Do you mean like, equality, or do you mean the, the neckerchief? Right. That's Rosé's thesaurus. Okay. Is it's breaking that up by the definition. Wouldn't you have to do it that way? Because uh, you could have them in alphabetical order and still do it that way. It just wouldn't make much sense. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I, like I said, I've like, never used I, a thesaurus. I feel like someone was reaching for this. I use them every so often when I... <laughs> Actually, if I typically, you know, high schoolers will use a thesaurus to find the bigger word, the better word. I sometimes have to use it to knock my word down to something more recognizable. I can see that. So that, that's my use of a thesaurus. So you're basically like the simple Wikipedia. Yes. Yes. Entries using only the top thousand most common words. Yeah. Yeah. I love how there's a simple English Wikipedia. It's so cool. That's what you would give to kids, right? Yeah. Simple dictionary. Really tiny. <laughs> Kate just sent the message. Why'd she do that? I'm not even in the same room with her right now. I don't know, but she can hear you. Well, let me send a message to her. There she is. There she is. Which is what? I love you very much, my dear wife. Let's see if she can figure that one out, how I did that. Ha ha! Anyway, the source. elicited a laugh. We're all good. Okay, good. Yeah, a thesaurus. Yeah, whatever. It's a thesaurus. Not a bronchiosaurus. I swear there used to be some sort of, like, dinosaur thesaurus joke. I have nothing. I can't even spell thesaurus. Wow. T-H-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. Really ask Amazon what kind of dinosaur is a thesaurus? Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have nothing to add to this conversation because I... Yeah, I mean, neither of us really use the sori. No, that's the plural? I don't know. I'm done with it anyway, though, so... Yeah. And we're done. That's a wrap. Yep. All right. Bye, everyone. This is episode 309, recorded live on Sunday, May 26th, 2013. Okay, cool. Which brings us to the random topic... What was it again? I rolled ahead of time. Again, taking Andy's responsibility. Of course, now I need to go dig it back up. All right, I rolled ahead of time. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Got the 10. And it is, if you had one tweet and only one tweet with no mass follow-up or interaction with the rest of the world in any other form, that everyone in the Canada, in Canada, and the U.S., in the Canada, fantastic, in, in Canada and the United States had to read, what would you tweet? So you get one tweet and one tweet only. I would quote Abraham Lincoln in, be excellent to each other and party on dudes. Wow. Bill and Ted? <laughs> Bill and Ted. Yeah, but it was right. Abe Lincoln that said it in there, too. Yes. Well, sort of. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Okay, that's prize. Brendan? Um, I might quote the gamers, uh, Darkness Rising movie and just say, dick. Um, you know what? I'm, so I'm too close. Is, um, as a, like I, I mentioned earlier about people wanting to make, uh, games or, or just anything that they're kind of have been inspired to do. I feel like, uh, I feel like people are looking for permission to do something that they really want to do. So, uh, you, you know what I mean? And, uh, I think my tweet would be, I give you permission. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I give you permission.
with no follow-up. So people <laughs> like, was like, "Dig." I mean, people are just going to sit there and wonder, like, permission to do what? <laughs> I could just see this as like an at response, though. It's like so, you know. Bryce says, "Like, you know, be good to everyone." Carmine's like, "I give you permission," and then Brendan's response is just like, "Dig." What is, what is our last magical tweet to the universe before it wow, ends? And Skynet, Yahoo, it's all together and everything. <laughs> I would probably tweet the meaning of life. 42? No, not the answer to the ultimate question of the meaning of the life, the universe, and everything. I would tweet the actual meaning of life in 140 characters or less. Which would be? I have no idea. The question didn't ask. You and your loopholes. It asked what you would type. No. It says, what would you tweet? I have the question right here. I'm sure that they would want you to give the actual words. Yeah, but since they didn't pay it, we all know Dave will find ways around it. Everyone who's been wondering... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so the first 140 characters will be like the following is going to be the answer to the you know, like to this amazing question which is the meaning of life and da 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 and the answer is and then it cuts off that sounds good all right You're well such a guys troll. I know <laughs> I totally yeah, this, this, am this, this is this is awesome well Carmine it's been fun having you and Brian Brendan thanks for thanks for stepping in for Andy not being here. Uh, Carmine, we do give the opportunity sure. for our guests um, definitely to plug a website at the end of the show, US, so. where you can download the game for whatever you have on your desk or in your pocket at this moment that we'll work on. And um, when you're at quintet.us, definitely check out the Kickstarter for bad sci-fi acting and information about what's going on with that. All right, and we are excited to see you come both. to Android and um, I, 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 I already got a trial key, for like a thirty-day trial key from Unity. Awesome! I have it on my. I have a Nexus Seven, and it works on the Nexus Seven. It's a lot of fun. It feels great on the tablet. I haven't tried it on a phone yet. Um, awesome! It's, it's um, on the tablet. It feels great. Like it's just I don't know. The game just looks really sweet on that tablet. All right. I wonder and how it would that. work on my phone. Oh, you have the, the PlayStation whatever. Yeah, I have the Xperia Play with the uh, controller slide Sorry. out. That'd All be right. the best way to guys, do the homie. Guys, we need to end the show. Cool, thanks everybody. <laughs> All, All right. right, see you later. That'll be it. See you guys next week. This is episode 310, recorded live on Sunday, June 2nd, 2013. All right, so, random topic. Yes. Rolled ahead of time. We can blame this one on Kate. Oh, no. Kim Kardashian's pregnancy. Is she still pregnant? I don't know. I don't care. I never cared about... I don't even know how. why we even started caring about the Kardashians. How did they make... Like, that has to be one of the biggest coups as far as, as, like, getting media attention. I don't understand why they have so much media attention. Let's see. The Kardashians show premiered on E! back in 2007. That was Meet the Kardashians or something? Keeping up with the Kardashians. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Okay, so the series announcement came one week after The Simple Life with Hil- Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie was ending. Oh, God. So we can kind of blame it on them. Can we? I mean, I, I don't think we can actually assign blame for this, Andy. I think we have to accept the responsibility that we as Americans are dumb shits. <laughs> Stupid reality television. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. Which you can kind of blame on MTV. Well, okay, so originally reality television basically was what, like Candid Camera back in the 50s? That was probably what, like the first quote-unquote reality show? I don't know. God, 
I'm trying to remember my TV history. I think, yeah, cause I can't think of anything that would be reality-based. We've talked be about this, right? Like, what was the first reality show? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the first reality show was Candid Camera. Yeah. Like in 1948. Okay. Uh, it, as, like, totally unscripted people who aren't actors, they don't know what's going on? Yes. Okay, I'll grant you that. Candid Camera. So I think we can blame it all on that. <laughs> that was, I think, the first reality show. For some reason, it's just expanded. Heck, look at the uh, look at TLC and the History Channel now. I mean, it's nothing but it's oh, Pawn Stars and yep. All right, <laughs> I like I got nothing on that. I have nothing, to, literally nothing, to say about the Kardashians. I could not care less. Here we go. It's it's looking at TLC. We've got what. Uh, What's even on TLC right now? Untold Stories of the ER, Breaking Amish, Long Island Medium. Yeah, that's it today. God, look at the shows on TLC right now. It's ridiculous. Okay, Long Island Island Medium, Breaking Amish, Family SOS, Cake Boss, Little Cuppy, The the Goodbye Girls, Little People, Big World, Toddler and Tierra's Four Weddings, Randy to the Rescue, I Found the Gown, Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Oh, God. Oh, hell no. My First Home, What Not to Wear, Gypsy Sisters, 19 Kids and Counting, Say Yes to the Dress, Atlanta, Four Houses, Hoarding, Cheer Perfection, My Stage Addiction, America's Worst Tattoos, Something Not Borrowed, Something New, New York, Inc., Welcome to Myrtle Manor, Say Yes to the Dress Original, My Big Frat American Gypsy Wedding, My Crazy Obsession, Extreme Couponing, The Great Baker. I, I I think you can stop, Andy. There is nothing on TLC that is not reality yep oh my god <laughs> it's a mirage I'm telling you it's sabotage there you go all right god this is what has happened terrible terrible things terrible things oh my goodness i'm afraid right now actually i was gonna go to discovery and see don't look don't do it because I'm, I'm i'm fearful now just don't do it, Andy. Uh, at least the Science Channel still has through the wormhole. Okay. So that's that's a plus. <laughs> but, oh, jeez. Uh, so, Kim Kardashian's pregnancy. <laughs> the poor kid. I mean, that that's what I got. I, oh, I still remember it was hilarious when it was... Uh, how long did her wedding last? 50-some-odd days? Yeah, something like that. I mean, you can't pay any attention to it whatsoever. I literally have my head in my hand right now. I I think this is a low point on the show. I'm not sure how much further down we can go. Dave will just never speak of this again. Sounds good to me. The, The good news is now, now that we've talked about this random topic... It's gone. It's gone. Yes. And now we have other things to look forward to, like more random topics from Hans. Oh, dear. Oh, number seven. Where do babies come from? Woo-hoo! <sighs> but that's not necessarily next time. No. Okay. All right. I guess that's that. That is a wrap. Wait, that's my line. 
This is episode 311, recorded live on Sunday, June 9th, 2013. All right. Uh, Random topic. All right. Random topic. I rolled ahead of time. What planeteer's power do you want from Captain Planet? What planeteer's power do you want your co-host to have from Captain Planet? You only get to select one power, not all of them. All right, and it specifically says the planeteer's power. Yes. Not a power from the show, because there, there was an episode where the villains all got together, and each had like a dark version of the rings. Do you remember that? No. Okay. Uh, damn, so I, I think we should probably just both say what we would want, and then we can talk about what the other person would want. Wait a second, there was a bad guy called Duke Nukem? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so... LeVar Burton was Kwame? Yep. That's crazy. Yep. Didn't know that, did you? No, no, I didn't. Yep. Shows how much I paid attention to this show. I mean, it was a good show. I'd hate to see a live-action reboot. So, let's... Okay, so we have Earth, Fire, Wind, Water... And Heart. And Heart. What would you want? Um, I, I almost mean, would. Fire, I, I always had the affinity to fire because I used to consider myself a pyromaniac. It's also like the hardest one to control, though. Yeah. Because once you've got fire, what do you do then? Like, it was always the most dangerous of the rings. It's like, I'm in the middle of the forest. Fire! Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you would need another one to almost put yours out. Unless it could really control it, that not only does it create fire, but it can it can do things with that. Like, maybe it's not fire, maybe it's heat, right? If the ring was actually heat, not fire, that changes things. I, I don't know. Uh, Earth is pretty good. Wind, you know, I suppose with wind, you could probably get yourself to fly. Probably. What would you do with water, though? Maybe you're able to... She wasn't able to ever really create water, though, right? It was just controlling it. I do believe so, yes. So she same, can't be in the middle of the Sahara. Earth, right? and Earth, yeah, you, you drop water into the middle of a desert, it's useless. Earth was the same thing. It couldn't create rock. It, it could it just could control just what was already there. It could manipulate stone, dirt, earth. Fire was the only one that could actually create fire. Wind could create wind, because there's always air, unless I suppose if you're in a vacuum. Yeah, I think I'd have to go with fire, and I'd give Andy wind, because those would be the two most useful. I don't know. The telepathicness with the animals could be interesting. Heart? I know. It's, 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 a, it's an out-of-left-field choice. But No one likes heart. <laughs> well, then I'll just talk to a rhino and be like, dude, did you hear what he said? And no one's going to care. <laughs> You're talking to a rhino. Do you expect to have an intelligent conversation with this thing? Hey, I... If I remember correctly, he can do some sort of... It's like saying, I want to be Aquaman. (laughs) No one wants to be be Aquaman. Aquaman Aquaman doesn't want to be Aquaman. I really have not... I honestly cannot remember a single episode of this show, ever. I know that the saying, by your powers combined, I am Captain Planet, but that's it. That's all I know. I mean... You only need to know the powers of the rings, and you know those. We just went over them. Earth controls Earth, although it doesn't create, just controls. Fire can create fire, but evidently can't really control it very well. 
Wind is controlling the air and the wind. Water is controlling the water. And I guess subsequently ice. And then heart is like basic telepathy and empathy with animals. I don't, I don't know. Side note, the list of special guest stars is ridiculous. Yes. Why are you still looking at Wikipedia and you're supposed to be answering this question? Because I, I don't know. Like I said, a heart, and then I'll give you fire. Okay. Andy's taking the wussy ring and giving me the kick-ass fire ring. I hope you burn yourself. Burn you? <laughs> I have control over fire. How could I burn myself? I could make, like, a ring of fire around me and direct the heat outwards. I fell into a burning ring of fire. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's... Okay. A live-action remake of that would be terrible, though. Yep. I could see them trying to do it, though. Resurrect it. Do the whole nostalgia thing. See, Captain Planet movie. It, it's fake. Thank okay. God. Uh, Alright, one last thing before we go. Are you and Kate doing the book club this month? Yes. So you realize you're reading an anime, right? Sure. Okay, because you're actually reading an anime. Okay, I had no idea. Yep. You really? The, the kind of descriptions of everything didn't give away that this is an anime? Yeah, whatever. Okay. Were you trying to make a point with that? Well, that you, you two typically don't spend a lot of time with anime. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. And I don't care. Okay, and with that, I think the end credit ending credit music is coming on, or has been on one or the other. I don't know, because I can't hear it right now. Because it doesn't exist right now. But it does here. I'll let you think about that. Night, everyone. That's a wrap. This is episode 312, recorded live on Sunday, June 16th, 2013. Random topic, then? Random topic. Did I tell you what the random topic was? Yeah, I did. Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember or not. The random topic, I rolled ahead of time. If a child could be a combination of Andy's and David's DNA, what would it look like and how would it behave? Any differences for a boy versus a girl? Whose idea was this? My guess is Hans. Kate's laughing at this. So Andy and Dave take the DNA and recombine it. Yes. And we will assume that it's either combined properly into the the you know XY or XX. Mm-hmm. No no YYs. No. I I don't even know how that would work. It doesn't. Gotcha. Um you can get XXY, but there there are some genetic issues that come up with that. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, you and I have pretty similar, like, body structures. True. We're both tall, thin. Mine's not by choice, though. Well, neither really is mine, Andy. <laughs> no, but I have a amino acid deficiency. deficiency. Yes, you, you can't process certain foods. Yeah. You can't absorb certain nutrients. Which you also you're cannot like, do as well. You're like the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. But also, can't you not process gluten? Is that what the problem is? Or Well, it, gluten makes my body kind of go apeshit and decides to start attacking itself. Hmm, good times. Yeah. Which I don't think would be a good combination because I love pasta. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> Unfortunately for me. 
Um, I don't. I don't even know. What would a What would a kid look like if it was our DNA mixed together? I'd feel terrible for this kid. Laura's giving me a very strange look now. <laughs> it's a very odd, random topic. Now I feel like we should, at some point, go to one of those like, "What will my future kid baby look like?" things, and we could and just put your face and my face in there. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting a little kind of disturbed by this conversation, Andy. <laughs> All right. So, how would this kid behave? Let's go with that one part of it. Oh God. It depends. I mean, if we look at taking both the the best of each of us or the worst of each of us, this kid is either going to be a friggin' genius and savant or the biggest asshole in the world. Biggest absent-minded asshole in the world. (laughs) That would be awful. Oh, I burned down the apartment? What? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I burned down Um, your apartment? What? Yeah. Uh, um, 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 I don't know. What would the kid do? Like, so it would, I mean, okay. Going by pure, you are your genetics and your upbringing makes no difference, which is wrong anyway, but just going by that. Okay. Because otherwise it, it, you know, it totally depends, right? The yeah, kid nature versus predisposed nurture. to certain things, but we'd have no way to really tell. Yeah. Geek. Well, of course. And geek in the sense of would find a passion and pursue it. Not technology, not sports. It doesn't have to be any one thing. But it's finding that passion and pursuing it. So you're saying he would have, he or she would have an unhealthy obsession problem. Would be a geek, yeah. A serious unhealthy obsession problem. Would be a Andy, why are you repeating what I'm saying? Because I have OCD. Okay. Ish. Um, ish. Eh. Everyone's a little bit. As I stare at this massive pile of stuff next to me. Is it organized stuff? No. Then you should organize. No. Um, I'm actually trying to do that. I'm trying, let's just say, because I haven't actually done it yet. But I'm trying to take 15 minutes a day. And clean. And clean. So I'm thinking 15 minutes a day, no matter what, just do that. And then after the 15 minutes are done... Yeah, it's a good habit. The 15 minutes should start to add up, but I need to start doing it at the first part. Maybe if I actually start running again. It's a good habit. I need to go running today. Go run. But I want to go see the movie. No. <laughs> running is much better than seeing this movie. I walked 20,000 steps the other day. Would you use a pedometer or do you actually use GPS? Fitbit. That tells me nothing. Fitbit pedometer. Oh. But it's it's actually a very good pedometer. I'll take your word for that. Thank you. Um, I, I think we've, we've lost the random topic, Andy. Because <laughs> this is so strange. I don't want to talk they'd about it. They'd be nerdish. They'd, I, tall, thin. Uh. Ruggedly handsome. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't keep a straight face with that one. Um, hopefully they wouldn't have my seriously bad vision. Hopefully. Hopefully. Or my terrible hearing. Oh, my hearing's shit. Oh, crap. <laughs> but that might well, just be... so much for that. ...being a percussionist. That, or I also have selective hearing. What? Huh? Right. Yeah. They'd be able to single-handedly man the podcast. Are you saying you've got a multiple personality disorder? 
I don't know, but that wouldn't be terribly surprising. Don't tell him. What? I don't what? know. Andy. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, I think um, since I'm out of my 16 ounces of coffee, I'm starting to feel the jitters. So uh, I think we're I think we're done with this one. I think we're done. Okay. Bye. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.